if you don't want to. I like it. Yeah. It's like in my head. Um, this is the first podcast that we're doing in the daytime. Actually, I've done one. Yeah, you're lucky. Usually it takes about three hours before we actually get started. So, <laughs> sometimes we go till like two or three in the morning. I um, love it. We have Brianna Evigan with us today. This is Jason Evigan's sister. Jason's been on a few times. Yeah. Um, I love having... Um, can, can you turn the TV down or off? I love having the Evigans on and Victoria. <laughs> I love watching them on here. Yeah, because like they have very similar ways. I mean, I don't actually also like having, I'm open to like debates about stuff too, mm-hmm. but it's nice when you can just go deep. Yeah. Cause like last time I ran into you at Chumbo, you were like, we were talking about, <laughs> we went into all sorts wait, but wait, no, what we were talking about, you were, you were talking about, uh, the lion chase the lion. Yeah. Book. Yeah. 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 And I was just like, we just went right to all this rad because life is, is difficult and the game of life is competitive. Mm -hmm. It's like a rat race and it's, it's, it almost Mm -hmm. seems like our society is like, uh, structured in a way for people to feel less than so they consume a lot of the stuff that we talk about in our meeting and in the Sermon on the Mount and in AA and is a lot, it has a lot oh, to, bro, you're missing your plant, dude. I'm going to fix that. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, it has a lot to do with like not succumbing to that, uh, competitive, mm-hmm. which we were talking about outside about yeah. like losing. So Billy's our plant guy. Oh my gosh. I love this. So, so he does missing your plant. plants. Yeah. <laughs> You know, designs helps you figure out what plant to put where and takes care of them. That's what I need help with at my house. Yeah, I live in the mountains too. So yeah, he can definitely help with that. I mean, that's what he does. So, and it's also nice to to get some Billy energy. Yeah, in your life sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you? And what what you what were you doing today? Um, I was doing my voiceover stuff and a bunch of phone calls, work stuff for the film that I've been developing in Africa mm. and get old therapy to soothe my mind and put it all on the table so I could be more clear about everything else in my life, basically. And yeah, yeah, I've been going to therapy for 15 years. Yeah. Probably, no, 18. Yeah. I sober 15, but a couple years of therapy before I got and sober. And you love it. Yo, I mean, I, <laughs> it's the best. well, I wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be anything. I wouldn't be doing any. I wouldn't be the same person because, yeah. you know, for years of going to therapy, all he ever would say was, you just need to get sober. Mm. We can't really do mm. get anywhere if you're loaded all the time. Yeah. Finally. Would you go to therapy? Yeah. Loaded? Oh, I, don't know. I was, I don't yeah. know what, yeah. I don't know why, but like for, for, I've always like I feel like I've always just kind of known what I feel like a lot of people don't get, which is that everything in life comes down to like emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and emotional stability. Mm -hmm. If you can't have that, you can't have anything worth having. Mm -hmm. If you're a a mess in your head, you know, I agree. I just always wanted to be happy. So I'm like, okay, well I I probably should just go and 
I don't really know what I just trusted the process, yeah. I guess. I don't know why. I'm glad you did. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so how old were you when you started going? So I started at 25 and I turned 34 this year. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, so I went because I, you know, got out of a, a, a long relationship. So my, one of the hardest things I went through was a, was a hard breakup. Mm. It, was, it just put me on the floor. I couldn't get off the floor. So, yeah, we, we started dating at 21 and then broke up at 25 and then got back together a year later. We didn't, hadn't seen each other or talked for an entire year mm-hmm. and I had taken off traveling and all this stuff. And, um, yeah, a year later bumped into each other at a party and we're back together again and, um, broke up another well, what, year Why does that sound almost like what happened with Tim too. <laughs> 13 years later. <laughs> oh, that, 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 that Tim, Tim was 13. Uh, maybe like 14. Even. Whoa, yeah, yeah. really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Tim was 13 or 14 years oh, old for the this, first time. This was like a year after. Yeah. This I, was a year after and we were like mad about each other. I mean, we were crazy about each other right. and, and, um, and there was some, you know, addiction issues on, uh, in the relationship going on that yeah. were unfortunately tore us apart. It just became toxic, but we were just mad about each other. I, I think that that's huge. That's, that speaks volumes like of someone's character. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that you're still friends with ex-boyfriends. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he and I haven't talked in years, but. Well, whatever. Yeah. You got back together. <laughs> I, I just, I'm friends. Yeah. I don't have a single I mean, I'm friends with all my ex-girlfriends, which is, yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. cool. It's yeah. hard to, yeah. like, love Aliza, yeah. like, to death. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Alicia, my first girlfriend, <laughs> we're, like, super close on Instagram. Yeah. It's crazy, because you grow up, and, I mean, we were dating in, like, middle school, and now she has <laughs> kids and a husband, and she yeah. sees me and Veronica, and she just trips, because yeah. she probably remembers stuff about me from... Oh, I'm sure. So Billy, like actually really, to be honest with you, Billy is the one who really wanted you on the podcast. I did too, obviously, but he was like, we got, I don't know why, why he was for some reason really interested and drawn to you. I love it. Tell me more. I wonder what that, where did that come from or how did you, why did you? Well, I have lots of questions, but is it okay if I ask lots of questions? Ask away. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. If there's something I don't want to I mean, answer, I'm I answer. just a curious person, but <laughs> yeah. a lot of it has to just do with who's who and where'd you grow up and all this sort of stuff and like your influences. And so like, you sure you don't mind? Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but anyway, <laughs> I, you, so, you can't, so you, you and out. Jason, brother and sister, mm-hmm. um, you're his little sister. Mm-hmm. Do you have other siblings? I have an older sister, older than Jason. Who just had another kid or has... Two, yeah, two, two babies. Mm. I remember Vanessa. Yeah. I remember Brianna when she was a little girl little going to Jason's house for, for band practice. It's crazy. Yeah, she was just a little girl who I felt like had a crush on like, you know, probably some of the boys that were yeah. coming around and like... For sure. <laughs> she was definitely always like... She's super cute. <laughs> She's going to be really pretty. And then to see her become the actress and to see you in Step Up. She's in Step mm-hmm. Up 2. She's the star of Step Up 2. That's kind of like the 
yeah. the thing, one of the, that's yeah. like the thing that people, the most people probably would yeah. know you from. For sure. Uh, but I mean, definitely not limited to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like one amazing talent that Brianna has is dancing and just being athletic. And, yeah. But um, she's helping, she's, do, she's working on something right now that's insane, like a, a film about like uh, saving animals yeah. and elephants. Yeah, and she's, approaching film. Yeah, she's like honestly kind of like a uh, you know like a Jane Goodall. Is that her name? Jane. Yeah, Goodall? I love Jane Goodall. Yeah, like she's obsessed with with animals. And I just <laughs> I, I, sometimes I like to get some of the stuff out before we go because I just want people to understand. Because yeah, I feel like I was going to ask her a question. And you no, well, you're gonna you're gonna keep doing that, but. He's the uh, mellow to my crazy, but I, you got to keep, I want people to understand who you are in the first, uh, little, little bit here. Yeah. Um, so if you want to like, look, her, look up, look her up. Yo, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> oh, did, talking about you. Did you know she was going to be here right now? <laughs> right. Cause I told you or. Yeah. Billy told me. Oh, okay. I did. Cool. Oh, it's all a mystery for Somebody me. Did. What is? <laughs> Oh, and he's wearing my fucked shirt. Hell yeah, that's dope. <laughs> this will never fit you. Yeah, so Brianna's a... A, a, a wild child. She's everything, you know? But, like, most of all... Wild child. But most of all, for this podcast, like, looking inwardly, spiritual, mm-hmm. working on yourself, loving, caring. You're, I feel like you get it. You get the secret to life, which is, like be live by certain principles Mm -hmm. be a good person right and everything else kind of and that's kind of what this podcast is about but do you want to just keep asking your (laughs) okay i'm always just a little paranoid because maybe i'm being a little personal well also on this podcast no go for it if i'm not comfortable i'm saying i'm not gonna answer it's fine okay and i'm it's a lot we we, we try to do what other podcasts don't which is yeah. go deep into do like, it i'd rather go deep than all the boring questions about yeah, what i do on a day to day basis over yeah, it. yeah. Like, <laughs> i want i'd rather talk about how you felt in africa just yeah. now and what yeah. you were struggling tell you with. all about it but yeah. we'll, we'll go into that later after you do your thing okay or we can go in so so you and jason same mom and dad or same mom and dad and what kind of family do you come from just like, um, yeah, I come from, uh, man, I, I grew up well. I had fantastic parents that were like together and loving, loving and affectionate and, um, allowed us to, to find the things we actually wanted to do and supportive, do Supportive, mm-hmm. like big time supportive Super of art supportive, and Yeah. Yeah. And there, you know, it definitely came from a family in the entertainment business, but, um, they never pushed any of it on us. And we all kind of found our own way into it, that's for sure. And, um, yeah, I just, like, my dad made me a little tomboy as a kid. And I went camping every weekend and found lizards and loved really? animals. And like, almost every weekend? Almost every weekend. We'd go to wow. Leo Creo. Oh, I love uh, that place. Yeah, Leo yeah. Creo was, like, our spot. And I, you know, learned how to set yeah. up tents and... Um, yeah, I was a total outdoors kid, soccer player, all that stuff. And my mom was just this wonderful, loving, affectionate woman that, um, made me feel special my whole life. And even more so now she's, she and I have become really close in the last few years. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I really lucked out. I always say like I scored landing in my family being the last kid. Right. Yeah. And so did you go to college? I did actually. I was the first kid in my family to go to college. Oh. Um, I went to. I, I came from a private, uh, private high school, 
which was, I hated it. It was mm. terrible for me. Um, I felt dumb. I couldn't keep up. I had tutors. I was barely passing. I didn't want to be there. So it was high academic. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And I just, I, 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 I couldn't, it was like, I felt like I couldn't learn anything there and I hated what they were teaching and I was bored all the time and wanted to leave all the time. Mm. Um, I also smoked a lot of weed in high school, mm. which didn't help. Um, just not wanting to be there and, you know, half, half asleep probably during the day from hmm. doing that. Um, so you felt like what you maybe you didn't really fit in or you just weren't happy there. Or? I wasn't happy with the people or there's lots of mean girls. And, hmm. um, I, I had some, some pretty incredible friends and a really good time for a lot of it because of a few of my friends, but they were wild kids and I feel like we were always getting in trouble and, hmm. You know, everything was trying to get out of trouble and it was just exhausting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the, the academic part was tough for me. And, and it was, you know, in high school, it was all about getting into the best college. And right. um, I only got into Marymount, which was a two year college that guarantees you to go to a four year. Mm-hmm. And one semester in, I couldn't afford it. So I left and I went to LA Valley City College and, um, you know, was paying you had for to myself. Pay for your own school? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. Unfortunately, my parents weren't financially doing as well at the time. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's part of the entertainment business. After three children and not working for a while, things changed for them a little bit. So um, her, her dad, Greg Evigan, is was one of the co-stars of My Two Dads and is in uh, he's the main guy in BJ and the Bear. And I remember watching that because I'm old. And that was a cool show. Back then, I thought it was cool. Great, great yeah. again. Yeah. My dad, my dad is the guy in my two dads. Like that's the daddy. He's, he's the super rat. Cool. He's like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, if I've he, seen that. He one. was just kind of being himself. I think so. And I feel like he was the honestly the the, the better looking version of um, uh, what's his name the the singer. Um, oh, the singer with the earring. Tim? George Michael. George Michael. Oh. <laughs> he, I don't know why, but he just reminds me so much of George Michael. He looks yeah? like George Michael. That's so you know, funny. The, 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 the unshaven, and he had like kind of the cool mullet going on, which is funny because Jason kind of has yeah. that right yeah. now. Yeah, sure. and I just stole it from him, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be your Jamie over here. What? Yeah. I'll be your Jamie over here. Oh, yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, their dad is like just the yeah. rat. I mean, he hangs out at the parties Yeah, at he's the most fun. Yeah. He's just so much fun. Yeah. And, and Brianna is just, when she blesses, I feel like you're in and out of, like, you're, you'll be gone for how, you're busy, you have a full life, but she'll uh, attend some of the chumba. It, I'll it, pop in and get stuck there for three days. Yeah. So, so yeah. It, some, a, a lot of our listeners, like, they know chumba, they know yeah. Jason and Victoria, they know, um, I mean, you were on in one of our, our videos that the weekend of the party, mm-hmm. the the um, the lit the lightning in a bottle festival. Yeah. Brianna is the girl who was who walked into the room when me and Veronica were, <laughs> were, were talking about. I was talking about how maybe if she could stay sober for a day, and then um, Brianna walked in and I just looped her right into the thing. Yeah. Because me and Veronica have just like an open plus over there at that house, everyone pretty much it's all like open and transparent. And if yeah, someone's having sure. an issue, we can all we kind all, of yeah. it's like group therapy yeah. almost. So so I'm sober, my wife's not, and that festival was uh, some of the people there were kind of you know we're hot area festival. Some people are experimenting with some hallucinogenics, and people are smoking some weed and stuff. So 
uh, Brianna walked in and helped us kind of talk through our little thing and I posted it and mm-hmm. it's like people were like loving <laughs> the video. It's like getting um, a lot of people can relate to having a member, uh, you know, one, uh, their partner either having, you know, one or one of the partners not being sober or, or one of them being sober or just one of the partners going too hard. Or, yeah. I mean, drugs and alcohol are, are I think, probably like. 80% of the res- of why a lot of times relationships either don't work or mm-hmm. people get incarcerated or just crimes. Totally. It's just so much stuff. Not that drugs and alcohol are bad, but like the feelings behind why people use drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. come back up once they're, once the drugs and alcohol stop working. But she was just going hard and <laughs> I wasn't, but yeah. it was fun for me the whole, yeah. the whole week. I had a blast hanging with you that night. Yeah. All of our conversations. We even got into some crazy Trump stuff, Yeah, which now I can't even, I can't remember. I was talking about that night. I was like something about it. When I look at his face, I just feel like sad for him. Like I just see like the little kid in everybody when I, especially if I don't like what they're talking about or if I really don't, but, you're, I don't saying, agree with but, it. but you're saying now you can't. After all the discrimination stuff has gone down, I can't. I just hear him saying in the background, "Get him out of here!" about black people, and that was it for me. I was like, "No, uh, no, no, no." Is that what he That's, said? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you mean? Though? There's people being dragged in all these videos, and he says, "Get him out of here." Um, oh, well, like the criminals. I mean, they're not criminals. They're right. just being completely abused, and right. it just made me sick hearing our president say that stuff. And it kind of put, not that no. I ever, not that I ever liked Trump, but you know. He's human. Yeah, I don't really know what you're referring to. Yeah, did you I, see Thirteenth or um, any of the documentaries? Like, um, no. Uh, sh- uh, dribble, um, shut up and dribble. The NBA one. Yeah, there's a bunch of docs that came out, and I I binge watched everything in a week and just tortured myself of and educated myself of a lot of well, things I didn't know, and it wow. was just brutal. Well, but those are. Yeah, I think there's always two sides to every story. Absolutely. Right. I mean, all the stuff I, I kind of learned in that week was that there was never a foundation. And of course, none of these systems work yes. on a broken foundation. It's, yes. it's just so disappointing. And, and, and it's coming from like a long, like I, I just listened to John Stewart on the Joe Rogan podcast. John Stewart's like the illest, yeah. by the way. Yeah. He started the whole, he's kind of the, he was the beginning of the whole like news slash comedy which kind of gave people it helps it really the comedy yeah and, and for he, sure and he's talking about how um, yeah the race thing is huge but 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 underlying that is this issue of class and like the the the, the um the money the class the way that our structure the way that we've structured the economy yeah. and who it benefits it's all class broken wise. yeah yeah, yeah. And, and it all needs to be started over just from scratch yeah, I feel. Yeah. And, and, and race was, was the, the thing that like is bringing that to yeah. the forefront. Yeah. Yeah. It's time. Your, your voice is super quiet compared to ours. Just so you know. Yeah, I know. Is it? I can hear you loud. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the wavelengths oh. just look like, well, you know, we stayed up till three last night, so I'm a little bit tired. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> we did. Oh, because we were trying to help do yours. Well, own. first it was the sober house thing at like midnight and and then it was this and that and And he's trying to get i mean billy's just been through i mean he's literally living here because he just had a really gnarly breakup 
Hmm. And his, he's not really seeing his daughter a ton. And he's hmm. going through like a major change in his life. And he's trying to figure out how to do his billing. And, um, hmm. All the things, all the computer stuff, which I'm like phobic of. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I literally had to like sh- no, but like no, but like it, it's yeah. I had to show them how to like close a window. <laughs> like, well, that that's on a Mac because I used a PC. So, but yeah, no, I'm definitely handicapped. But can, in that can way. you just talk about the lion thing real quick? The chase the lion. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, so it's a book on like basically um, having like a god sized dream, and my brother actually gave it to me in from Hawaii uh, when we were at last out there. But there's a lot of stuff in it that's, uh, you know, not up my alley, and then a lot of it is, and it kind of took took the things that resonated with me out of it. Um, but <clears throat> I felt like I had this god-sized dream with my anti-poaching project in Africa, because it's not only a film, you know, you want to build a movement around something and um, and get into legislation and actually create bills and, and cha- make big change with uh, <laughs> the black market and... Um, trophy hunting and all of this stuff going on out there. Um, so it, it feels impossible and it feels huge and like prehistoric and ancient and mm-hmm. stuff that's way bigger than me. So this book kind of grabbed onto me because, um, because it's like the God, the God gift for you isn't necessarily just for you. It's for all the, the, you know, four generations we below you. Um, so if you have a dream to, you know, affect a million... Wait, so, so the God gift is four generations ahead or behind? What, what? Behind you. It's like, the gen, obviously, the gift is for you to do something with that you get, whatever that may be, that gift in your life. But really, you you're talking doing, genetic and financial and all that? What do you mean, the gift? Like a, a dream, whatever, a gift. Like if you're given a gift to create something or you have a special talent oh, an to idea. make... Uh, yeah, to... It, things can be presented to you as as something that's like almost like a gift that you get to create and make something out of. But it was only given to you. Something or someone influenced Brianna to want to have this dream. Yeah. And then you go and you inf- and you make your thing, and that touches right. other touches people, others. and it's like a domino effect of good. Right. And in of. that, the whole team that you know, I've been building, say with this project are, you know, people that obviously know more than I do in certain areas that I'm learning so much from, but I can tell them about my dream and they may be able to take that and have their own gift and make this thing way bigger than we could have ever imagined or way, way bigger than I could have ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, so what he said in there was, you know, if you, if you dreamed of affecting a million people with this, imagine, um, what partnering up with somebody else that understood your dream that if you were to pass away or something were to happen that they could possibly take that and continue on whatever you whatever your gift was yeah well and make that, it bigger yeah well, Pat's always trying to do that but it's sometimes no you know it's your dream so it's fine hard to find somebody who's passionate about mm-hmm. your dreams. Sure. You or maybe to, your dreams sure. can get woven together or you something. have to yeah. you have to motivate inspire. And use love and, sure. and all that stuff to try to well, get... Yeah, and, and what you do affects, you know, even what I'm trying to solve in the world with animals may not happen in my time, so... So why, why is it animals and why, how did it... I is, got a message eight years ago. That was it. I'm, part of my life is, is dedicated to animals. A message from who, where, how? From, from God, for me. And, and a thought and a dream and a book and where, um, how did it come? A ton of different ways. Um, basically, I 
Well, I had the experience of uh, I'd, I'd gone on a solo trek through the jungle in Bali. And this is when what I was twenty five. What do you 25. mean, all by yourself or with? Yeah, a... by myself. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of solo jungle trekking and so gnarly and and uh, so gnarly. Like, wait a minute, <laughs> isn't that dangerous though? I mean, well, so I you went, don't have a person kind of looking out so, for you. So, well, I had a, somebody that I had paid to carry my tent and my gear. That was somebody that lived out there. That was a local. Okay. Um, what, what, what do they call that? Um, uh, they're called. Um, <clears throat> Uh, they're we, called, there's a name for it. For to- yeah. Toter? Or- no, it's a, yeah, a, uh, uh, I want to call it a packer, but it's not that. It's a, um, uh, it's going to come to me. What, we have what, them in a, a porter. A porter, a porter. yeah. Because yeah. when we went on the Africa, porter. when we went on our, our gorilla trek in yeah. Africa, we had a, a, po- a couple mm-hmm. porters. They, yeah. They this wasn't a porter. This was like word of mouth. I had said I wanted to hike this volcano and, um, yeah, they were like, if you ask, you know, one of these people, they'll probably come with you and help you with stuff. And it was raining a lot. So, like, it was just bad weather. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I went in and hiked for three days. And then this guy, we didn't speak the same language. So we just laughed a lot. And I was crying a lot. And, wow. And then Why we, were you crying? Because um, I just lost the the boyfriend that I was, you know, devastated about. And, okay. um I just, it was the first time I was, I, I didn't know who I was yet at all. So I had, you went to Bali mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. Be, just to like find yourself. Yeah. I had three consecutive dreams about a place called Bali and I was oh like, I'm going to go. God, there. That's so gnarly. And that therapist, my therapist now, she was like, you should go. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I think you should book a ticket and you should go. You've had wow. three dreams about it. Just go. So I, I went for six weeks and, um, you know, I lied to my parents cause they were so worried. And pretended I had all these places to stay. And I, I booked the, the one first place that I was arriving at so that I could give my mom an address of where I'd be. And then every two to three days, I switched places. And Were you not afraid? I was not. I really was not. Did um, you not run into trouble at all? Not once. No. Yeah. And after the three-day check, the, the guy that had carried my stuff and helped me set up every night, he um, at the end, he... You know, they're, they have drivers out there that do a lot more. They'll, they'll drive, they'll come with you, they'll take you wherever you want to go, and it's super cheap. Um, so he took me after the three day of hike, hiking to this place called Uluwatu, which is a temple there. And then he like pointed and told me to go. I was like, what is it with this guy? He's kind of amazing. You know, wow. like, he's a mystery man. <laughs> yeah. And he said, go, go. And I walked up um, this trail and I saw this taped off area because of the weather and I took off my shoes. It was super muddy and I walked in where the tape was and I just felt something calling me to go right. And I went and I, I end up at this huge cliff with like a 200, I don't know, 300 foot waterfall. And I just stood there and it was still raining a bit. And it just, I just saw like fresh water pouring into salt water and my feet in the mud. And I had this crazy, enlightenment moment for the first time in my life and I sober felt like yeah dead sober I felt like I was lifted off the ground just like an inch and um and then this huge black bird just flies right in front of me and it was very like misty um and the bird it was like just this mist in the air and this bird was like yeah, you're being enlightened. Let me send you a bird too so that you can get another sign that this is really happening to you right now. And it's hard to explain to people when you like feel the 
I felt like I felt the spirit for the first time. You know, I didn't grow up in like religion or churches and stuff. I just knew the word God, didn't really know what it meant to me. And, uh, yeah. And that to me for the first time was my first experience. Like, Oh, that's God. That's like the space in between us, everything that's invisible, the bird, the water, the, the trust in this like relationship of you're safe. Um, you're on this path, like, trust me. And I, you know, started crying like crazy, but I wasn't crying. My face was just like flooding. And I turned around and I walked down this path and I'm realizing I'm like walking down a path and I'm like, whoa, this is so big. Like, and I like the path that I just heard the messaging of, of like, just keep going down the path. I got you. And I walked up to the car and looked at the guy and he just, Hmm. He was like, (laughs) wow. Yeah. And I was like, oh. (laughs) And then even that night, I was laying on this like little day bed outside. I checked into this meditation studio to learn how to meditate that week called White Lotus. And I met this amazing silver long haired woman named Sande. And uh, she um, welcomed me in the greatest way. And I was laying out in this bed and um, I felt really like lonely all of a sudden again. And I was like, wait, I just thought that whole feeling was like, you're not alone. And the minute I thought about feeling lonely, I hear just the hissing jungle, like all the insects came to life and I remembered I'm not alone at all, Mm. you know? And I kind of started making conversations and like making up stories about what all the insects were talking about. And yeah, just like the seeing the earth breathe. Um, I felt it. Um, so this lady spoke English, the one... Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, she was from Italy and moved to Bali oh, okay. like 18 years before this, yeah. Yeah. Post. So that was Whoa. the first, that was like first big... Um, so this is the message, part of the, one of the messages. <clears throat> yeah, that was the start of it. That's an amazing story. It really kind of lifted, I mean, I could, I yeah. could feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It gets me excited too. So now you're making like a G.I. Jane kind of like rebel story about saving um the elephant tusk not really anymore so the original the story Uh, i told you a while ago has changed a lot but you're trying to make a movie yeah we're we're making it Um, you're making a movie yeah it will be in like netflix (laughs) we'll see what happened with covid we have no idea the way everything's changing but it's gonna be a movie that like people can like yeah i hope i want to get it in the academy and yeah yeah we we, want to create this entire docuseries around it with like these eight tentacles of these octopus i see like these legs where we can go in and and like one episode can be called like you can cook in my kitchen and you go in and like meet a, a They'd be called Gogos, grandmas in Africa. You go meet a Gogo and you see like her cooking life and the children, and you just go into people's real lives in Africa and and get kind of a, a bit more of an uplifting sense. So, so you have it a, all. You have a movie. I have the film, yeah, and it will be called Charlie. Charlie, yeah, and then you have other short the document. docuseries we're just starting to develop around it that that w- it will be kind of like a documentary uh, about how you made the movie sort of but not really there'll be some slivers of that but it'll mainly be about the communities and the people of africa how will it be linked to the movie by um, you yes and wow. and putting the team together it'll be basically a part of the impact campaign i love that i don't think i've is there any example of something like that that's been done before? Not that I really know of. So that's rad. I love, yeah. see, that's how I'm thinking about stuff I'm doing. Yeah. I can't really compare it to anything else because mm-hmm. I don't really have. And I think right now, given like the 
landscape of like social media and like how you know different you have people that are uh, for lack of a better word influencers or famous Mm -hmm. and you can't really put your finger on like what like who is joe rogan um (laughs) you know like who is brianna like you're not just an actor Mm -mm. or a dancer or a yoga. You, yeah. I think right now, because of the internet and our, our ability to reach people so, so quickly and, and develop our and and be a such an instrumental part of, of our, building our own brand online, people are capable of doing so much more. And people like you and me and whoever else, Joe and Joe and 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 and, and a lot of other um, people that I really like, you know, Gary V. And it's like we've never seen this kind of thing ever where like you can kind of reinvent yeah whatever you want and do whatever you want if you have that vision so i think that's fucking rad totally and my whole thing too with like all the travels and everything is is um when you see like so much of the darkness when you're in all these other countries and um you know we have huge cultural differences and all of these things come up where you have to be careful and for me the whole thing is like um, where's the change of heart? Like, where do you go in and meet people and connect with people and, and see people's hearts change and mm. by, by experience and, and watching each other together and really deeply connecting with people. And that's kind of, you know, part of what can go into the, the docu-series around the film. Yeah. Um, and you can use it as promo stuff or episodes or something to promote it or mm-hmm. just really the impact. Like, we want to make so, it So you're going to be shooting the movie... Mm-hmm. And then while you're out there shooting the movie, you're going to be also getting other. Yeah, I have a team stuff. going out, and, and we'll have episodes actually drawn out and what they're what they're covering. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll be shooting the movie like before, after, or during. During. Huh. Yeah. Because I don't need to be a part of. I don't need to go to every single place. Right. I just want to be able to come up with the episodes with them and make sure they're you know everybody's being treated well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I have a question. So the movie's about poaching, mm-hmm. and the docuseries is about the culture, the people. And the communities, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it gets into the townships, and, and it's, it's still really, really early development, but we have a pretty cool outline that I'm excited about. Um, well, I keep thinking about the poor penguins. <laughs> I feel really bad for them, because it, it's so useless, like, what they're using them for. I know. All of the animals, what they're using them for. Yeah, and I heard it's, it's not even like they believe that it does. It's a status thing. Yeah. Yeah. So much of it is status. Like, the tiger stuff is status. The, I mean, the, the horns in people's homes, the ivory. You know, they're saying that a lot of it is for medicinal reasons, and it's not. There's no proof. They have, you know, all these horns now are being used for, for hangovers. So I'm like, come on. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work anyway. No, and it's your fingernails. It's what your fingernails are made of. So I really should just chew on your nails. Curtain, yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel so bad for those little guys because they look so cool and they walk on their little back legs. I know, they're so cute. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, and we need all these animals. You know, the world goes round. The whole thing's a system that works together. So these rhinos are about to go extinct. There was 150 elephants just killed in Botswana four days ago from poison um but then the problem is is if you're not giving the communities an opportunity poison on purpose or accidentally it sounds like this was on purpose um to keep the animals out of their um 
area where they live. Their or ecosystem, something. their um, where their gardens are, where their all their oh, livestock the, is. The yeah, food. yeah. Um, but but <laughs> there's got to be other ways so this doesn't keep happening. It's, it's crazy. So we're trying to bring opportunity too into the townships and the villages because we took everything mm. from them. White people literally came in and took everything from them. And it's horrible. And I just went back on a research trip in January and saw it firsthand. And it was just, yeah, hard to be on, on that side of things, being white. Um, and it's literally, you look at a Google map and it's like half of it's brown, half of it's green. Like everything's gone. And then the game reserves are thriving. Mm-hmm. But now they're going into the game reserves and killing animals. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, and half of these poachers aren't even bad guys. I mean, they're right. supporting they're their families. Yeah. 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 I get it. Yeah. So hopefully our, hopefully our film will um, not point fingers and show, show all sides of, of what's really happening. Well, it wouldn't be a good film if it points no. fingers, right? No. So. And that's why we just did a rewrite of the whole script. So I got a, a second South African writer on board, and we just redid the whole thing. So it'll be done September 1st, and I cannot wait to read it. So you're hoping for solutions to come from this? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We need, we need solutions. Yeah, we do. And pointing fingers doesn't work. The polarization no, is just... It doesn't. It's just a, like a smokescreen from, from being pragmatic and finding yeah. solutions. And I almost feel like the government or somebody condones it so that they can continue... Mm. For financial profit, yeah, or something. Even this thing with the Black Lives Matter, I almost feels like kind of a smokescreen. I just turned off the air. Oh, anyway, see. Brianna just gra- like, grabbed. She just, <laughs> oh, she just grabbed the uh, the blanket on the couch and just wrapped it around herself. Um, do you want to go into that or no? No, I yeah, don't no, because. I, I'm an ignorant fuck, so you know I just have opinions or ideas. We don't really know. Yeah, there's We're there's really... a lot going on right now. We don't know anything. That's it. I love that. There's She's so, so smart. Going on. <laughs> I, 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 smarter people are just like, I, like me and Gus were just talking about this earlier. It's like there's just so much wisdom in like I don't know. Yeah, I, I we don't know. Um, I, I wanted to say that. And this, I think, can go kind of into, like, what our whole mission statement is about. Like, when you were in Bali, I think a big part of the reason why you didn't run into trouble is because you have, like, she has kind of a a positive, you see things, I think you're probably the way, it's the way you've always been. You know, you've always kind of probably just been more, a little bit more of a optimist, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You just, yeah. just the way you could just tell you're smiling a lot, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're looking, which I think probably has a lot to do with how you were raised. Your mm-hmm. brother's a lot like that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are just, which is amazing. It speaks volumes to like what their parents and their upbringing. But like when you're in Bali and, and you're obviously something could have happened to her, but like when I feel like if I, if one of us would have gone, I'd have been robbed. Beaten. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we would have, ran into a lot of probably trouble maybe not but i'm just saying that when you're when your mind is 
when you're being agitated and bothered by little things, which yeah. is how kind of like we are yeah. naturally. And yeah. then people pick up on that shit. Yeah. There, then there's you, also... you end up just finding yeah. trouble finds you. Yeah. But you're, you were probably right next to trouble. Oh yeah. And you just, you just, well, you just went around there's it. There's definitely like the listening to your gut. And, and on that trip too, I didn't drink that whole trip. Um, so I was definitely everywhere I was, you know what I mean? I wasn't off partying everywhere. I was coming out of a relationship with somebody that, that drank. That helps a lot. Yeah. So I, I was sober, but, but I, um, there was definitely times where it was like, why do I, why am I supposed to let go left right now? Like it happened all the time when I was alone. Like, okay, I'm going to go this way for some, like, it just felt like I was totally being guided and protected to go certain ways where I, other things could have happened if I went, you know. And I just think okay. having that kind of a loving, positive uh, outlook on everything. I don't know how. How do you do that? Do you, do you, is that a conscious decision you have to make every day, or is that just kind of how you are? Um, I mean, I think it's a little bit of the way I'm wired, but at the same time, you know, like I don't, I, I don't like to plan things very much and and set. Uh, expectations for things to be disappointed so Mm. for me at least I do have a lot of comfort in the unknown so it is easy for me to go just just go through a day and see where it takes me yeah well you gotta think like her upbringing is like a hundred percent the opposite of mine right so she probably doesn't have a lot of fear because she hasn't been beat down and effed with and abandoned and hungry you know all Mm -hmm. the all this shit right yeah so but that's not what makes us alcoholics well it does create fear though yeah Mm -hmm. and maybe it makes maybe it does have a little bit to do with that though it must have to there must be it's gotta be you gotta have a better chance of becoming an alcoholic when there's a bunch of trauma in your childhood Right. Well, yeah, I would say yes. So this whole alcoholism thing is still kind of a new. I mean, AA has only been around for eighty years. I mean, I think science and we're still trying to figure Mm -hmm. out like addiction and the mind and is it a disease? I mean, we call it a disease, but Mm -hmm. it's like a self-diagnosed disease. You can't like look at someone and say, "Oh, you're an alcoholic." It has to be something that you recognize within yourself you go okay i'm powerless over drugs and alcohol it's ruined my life i can't manage my life on my own i need i have i need a spiritual i have a spiritual malady what do they say like i have a i have um a deficiency and it has to do with like the a lack of spiritual say it's a spiritual malady spiritual Mm -hmm. malady so really the only thing that can relieve me of this disease this insanity is is god or a power greater than myself which there's so many parallels uh, with um, Christianity yeah. and, 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 and the Sermon on the Mount. We have a meeting here every Monday uh, called the Sermon on the Mount and everything they talk about in that book, humility, powerlessness, uh, removing yourself from the bondage of self. And it's like what you were saying, just getting up and just letting things, letting things happen, like mm-hmm. trying to be like water. Mm-hmm. Water just like a rock, a rock comes and water's just like, yeah, I'm just cool. Like I'll go right around it. I keep, it's like you just flow. Um, and that's what we're having to try to do. Like every day we have to actually do like work. 
yeah, to get, to get into the, yeah. that mindset. And I got to say, though, I, even when I was talking to my therapist today, I was saying it's, you know, we were talking about a couple of things relationship-wise in my world with different relationships. And um, it, took, it definitely took me, uh, it took work to, yeah. to be like, no, I, I want to be where I am right now. Why would I be thinking about that when we're here and this is great? Like, I don't right. want to be pulled out of this. Yeah. But there was definitely, t- most of my life for sure was not that way. You know, but also being let down time after time after time in relationships and are you talking romantic or just relationships both both um in this case like yes in romantic ones being let down um creating expectations thinking this is going to be a certain way or that you can change or fix people and you can't um all of those things happening after year after year after year just it's like why why would i keep why would i keep repeating that pattern when this is so much better when I get to do it like this, you know? It's literally... What's, I, what's like this? I don't get it quite get what you this mean. This meaning the flow of a day. Like, I want to be right... This is... If be I'm, where you're at. Mm-hmm, yeah, and be don't present where I'm at. Don't trip on... The, okay. Yeah. But then also accepting people mm-hmm. as they are. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the one of the biggest things for me is... Um, it's, there's a saying in the book. It's, I cease fighting everyone and everything. Like I'm not, I don't want to fight anymore. Like, and I've dealt with that. I mean, Tim is one of the biggest people in my life that I've just like, I've just stopped trying to change him. Mm -hmm. That's not true. You just did it Uh, like today (laughs) and yesterday. So that's what, that's what's so beautiful. You can't hold on. That's what's that's what. Okay. So that's like learning to lose. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Yeah, you're right. I fucked up. Like I am. Um, I, I'm not perfect. I know what I want to be, but I don't, I'm not perfect. I strive for it, but I fall short constantly. And I know I'm falling short and I'm also wanting to be transparent about my shortcomings so that others can realize, Oh, no one's perfect. And that's like actually okay. And it's, it's great. Like, so it's like a lot, like last night, I think maybe I lost a little bit because I, I lost my temper and I'm getting kind of frustrated with something within a friend of mine um, that I, I'm not really trying to change. I'm really not. Like, I've accepted that that's who he is. However, I'm finding myself not wanting to be around that part of him. And I had to like express that like, cause so sometimes you grow apart and mm-hmm. like sometimes I need to just express how I feel when someone acts a certain way, even though I'm terrified of losing them. Mm-hmm. I have to say, this is how it makes me feel when you do this. And I don't like that. Mm-hmm. You can choose to either do it or to not do it. But that's, this is how it makes me feel. Like when Veronica is using, I can't just pretend like I'm, always okay with that right well that would be like a lie but But, you're not really lying because i mean but i'm not trying to change her i've accepted who she is i've accepted who he is i want to accept people but also have the strength to voice my well there's a balance the thing is if you don't you're going to carry resentment it's going to affect your relationship and it's going to affect the peace in your day right so And, and i think sometimes it's just okay to be like that kind of bothers me we're still boys. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean our relationship has to be over. Yeah. I just need to let you know when I'm, and that's also like learning to lose. Like you're not going to be perfect. 
you're, you're the person you're in a relationship isn't going to be perfect. And you're not always going to be like happy. Like it's okay to have issues. Yeah. Right. So it's a really big deal because you know, I always just said, fuck you. And I'm, I'm, I'm out. Right. I'm out. Yeah. And that's again and again and again. And I'm out and I never really worked things out. Right. it's significant because relationships turns out I found out over a long time is they're like the most important thing of yeah. life. Nothing else really matters. No. And I was telling, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was, I was actually, pretty t- much it. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was telling you today cause you were telling me about how you have some stuff, some issues happening right now. And I was like, yo, um, the relationships, the more stuff you get through, the better mm-hmm. they get. Mm-hmm. Or at least yeah. that's been the case with me and Veronica. And I'm like, I never even knew I could like love someone yeah. this much. Yeah. It's weird. Like I, 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 when I say, I don't just post, I'm not like the guy who posts corny. No, shit. I can tell when you, it's weird. Like I say shit something. like I love her more every day yeah. and it's like true. But we also like fight sometimes and we get on each other's nerves. But um, I think it just requires um, an incredible amount of humility on my Mm -hmm. part for sure. Because for me to notice my parts and for me to notice where I'm not perfect, it's like very hard for me. Yeah, I've developed a really strong, good relationship with this little doggy right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did he the just unconditional push, lovers. He just He's pushed, my buddy, man. <laughs> he just pushed up so against cute. your foot. Yeah, yeah he's got to be touching oh, you. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so what about you? Um, like, what were some of the struggles that you went through in Africa as it relates to like, um, emotional stuff with people and learning to lose and just kind of like surrendering your will or I don't know anything that you kind of, I mean, I don't know what, every time I go to Africa, Asia, I just feel really like full. And then I come home and feel like I go through two weeks of depression and just don't know what I'm doing here. And LA feels toxic and the entertainment business is toxic and it's all of this. Why? Well, I mean, you know, as an actor, you just, you go in for auditions and you put all this work into stuff that you just never hear about or never get. And then until you get one yeah. and that's great when you get one, but otherwise you kind of feel like you're waiting here, you know, which is part of why I started developing a bunch of projects that I'm yeah. working on. Um, that kind of gives me this drive. Like I want to tell good stories, not just be cattle getting moved through somebody else's world. Mm-hmm. Are you able to support yourself though through acting or you have mm-hmm. a bunch of little gigs and mm-hmm. stuff or I support myself through acting. Yeah. Okay. It's still been a good, it's still been a good ride for 13 years. Um, wow. But so yeah. you, you work fairly often then. Yeah, I work enough. It's, uh-huh. it's slowed down in the last five years and became a lot more indie films, but had a bunch of studio films in the beginning that kind of Helped things out, and I set myself up. Can you turn me down a little bit? Is that possible? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I'd say, like, um, I mean, just you know, there's definitely something about traveling alone that, and, and on a lot of these trips, you know, there was periods that I'd be alone. Sometimes I'd meet up with people. I actually met up with Jason Vic, um, in Asia once. We kind of met up in the Philippines, left, met up again in a couple of weeks. And I just, I really like my alone time and meeting people. And, and I kind of mm. like feeling the heavy 
sadness in the weird alone mm-hmm. nights of watching people's lives go by and like wow. wondering what their life is like, you know? And then if I like sometimes when I've been alone, I'll end up like on my, on my, you know, motorbike and find some little village area with a family and end up getting cooked for and laying in a hammock with them. Yeah. When you're alone, it's a different story because you're invited in, but are you open to being invited in and stuff? It's a different thing. Plus you're, you're like profoundly lonely too at some times. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. There's There's something to that too, though. It's like you can, you need to connect with God though. Yeah. In that profound loneliness. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. And, and that's kind of when the, like, the bombs go off for me. Yeah, and we keep touching this subject, which is my favorite subject, yeah. is... Oh, how do you explain it? it? The reason it's my favorite subject is because it's so hard to talk about mm-hmm. and conceptualize and iterate, but it's that connection. It's that energy like... You were saying she puts out that energy and she didn't get messed with. She didn't have any problems. Mm -hmm. How much is that real? How much is that like a real thing? Or is because everything's all statistic statistics and it's always it sounds wooey and new agey, but I always go to this like because there is, in my opinion, something, and that something can influence an individual's life in fact it's probably saved my fucking life since i was a little kid right because i should have been dead probably five or six times before i even was a teenager i mean drowned crashed you know all the things guns (laughs) and i feel like there's a connection like there's a real thing right and so anyway, that's yeah. that's what I like talking about. And you keep kind of touching on it, which is neat. Well, Billy's whole your one of your things is like how can how can it get deeper and it almost feel like a high deeper where you're yeah, you, you like you're when, high you, when you're every off day. the ground, like you were saying, mm-hmm. like inch off the ground and and yeah, sort of weightless and, mm-hmm. and, and gravity is kinda of little <sighs> off and there's like you can almost feel the heavens in a mm-hmm. way, like do you know what I'm talking 100%. about? One hundred percent, and it's happened quite a few times since that first but time. Can it? Ways. Can it? Can you sustain that? Can it be sustained? Is I think, I, or not, can you conversate it into yeah. existence? Because I was talking to Jason about this too, and we both believe you can. Kind of, I believe when you can. get a few people together and you start yeah. talking, you you can yes. go into that lifted yeah. place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think you. I mean. Um, I love that it happens out of nowhere every time it's happened or something like I can just feel something big come into me and this like this like overwhelming flow of like actual just like real the happiest you've ever felt but there's nothing's happening no because it's like (laughs) it's It's like like, what am I feeling it's like a vibration of love it's like you're in the same place doing the same thing but suddenly you're not you're in like a a better, wonderful well, I, I place. I think it's like yeah. letting go. It's like surrender. It's like not material. Yeah. It's like no fear of losing. Like I'm always right. This whole day, I, I'm I'm just like I have like a ball and chain like tied to my leg right now about like this app mm-hmm. to get shut down mm-hmm. because this app has given me so much 
exposure and, and a platform to actually like spread this message. Mm-hmm. And it's been helping a lot of people. And I just, I want to be able to do this for a living. I want to be, a, and this app has been given me like a real opportunity to like, um, maybe you'll have to make your own app. I mean, maybe it's, uh, if it's getting shut, like the whole thing so too, with like losing hard. and winning, like we were kind of starting to get into this outside. Like what is, what is losing or winning? Like who it's like when someone says, like, I, I, I want to be the greatest at this. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, you know, and, and then when it comes to losing and winning, it's like, to me, if I felt a loss, it would be because I knew in my heart I did not, I didn't do well. Or I didn't do it right. Or I, like, for me, like, in my moral compass, something was really off, and that would feel like I lost. Like, I fucked that up. Mm. Um, and like, for real, like, you know, this is not like I lost because you actually won in some game or some app or something. Right. Like the loss to me would be more about like internally, I didn't do that well. Like that, that didn't sit right with me. That would be more of a loss. Didn't do it well. Like you weren't supposed, what do you mean? Like, um, what would be an example of this? Like, um, I mean, a very simple kind of surfacey example that that makes sense would be, you know, somebody talking down about someone. Um, To me, that's if there's some big situation that happens, a fight between people, you're involved in it, something happens and you didn't handle it well. And you knew that Mm -hmm. and you could have done better and you could have you could have. It's like being a peacemaker instead of a peacekeeper. Uh Peacemakers have a, a much harder job. And peacekeepers just keep the peace so that everybody's good. That's like Victoria. I I think Victoria Hmm. is very much like a peacemaker. Like she'll go into the thing with you and try to like really help bring about like you could be, I could be fighting with Veronica or something. I feel like she's willing to like come in there with love and try to fix it or help us see Jason too. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, you. and it's a lot hard. It's a lot harder of a job to carry because yeah. it can hurt people. But it's not if it's coming from a, a real place of love and peace. It's not going to actually hurt anybody because right. then everyone's going to see what they actually did. Yeah. and be called out. And yes. the peacekeeper is like going to each person, making each person happy. It's like Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> but like you gotta not. you gotta say it in a way that's not offensive. Yeah, well, yeah. totally. To, yeah, totally. Like, and that's why I love Victoria because she has a way of saying things with love even yeah. if I don't agree with what she's saying yeah and that's how we all totally. should try to be yeah no and even like going back to what you're saying about the app and everything an example of losing for me with, with my Africa film yeah say things didn't go you know as planned um, that would be okay it would, I would adjust to things I would move things around as long as I never gave up on the original message as long as I allowed it to transform into everything, I did everything possible. I believed in it all the way through, had support and people that loved it and that were into it. You know, the loss for me would be is if I screwed something up and did something like that wasn't okay in the process um, that humans do. Humans screw up. Um, that was inauthentic to myself, you know? Mm-hmm. That for me would be a bit, uh, more of like what a loss is. Like, because then you have to live with it. Would you ever consider just. Um, like what if you can't sell it? That'll be a crazy day. But I'm just saying. I'll find out when I get there. <laughs> well, well, so, well, so for, 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 yeah. for me, because I'm also trying to make some shit. Yeah. For me, I'm like so 
DIY that I'm like, all right, worst case scenario, I put it out on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that's what I love about our world. Yeah. You can do anything. There's no, you can do anything at the very least you, you promote it on your Instagram and you push it to whatever, but I'm sure you'll get something. I'm just saying, no. And even if I didn't, I would have to be, and this would be the optimistic thing to, you know, which could be really annoying, um, to, to always think this way, but it's like, um, what, if it didn't go that way, if I didn't sell it, if I didn't do the things that we plan on, right? What am I not looking at that I'm being shown that has been going on this whole time that I, you know, should be looking at now because Whoa. it didn't go this way. Like what's, wow. where, where am I sleeping in this process and, and what could I like, which why is why I said to you like, well, maybe you're supposed to make an app. Maybe the whole thing gets shut down because you're supposed to create something. Or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's, what, <laughs> that's what this is. This is, you know, a podcast. Yeah. It's, this is not on TikTok. I'm talking about TikTok, yeah. right? But I also have That's Instagram, YouTube, yeah. and this podcast. So I'm doing everything. But, you know, the TikTok, the algorithm is so, so amazing right now that it's, I'm reaching so many new people and driving them all to those other platforms where I will potentially release like short films and maybe the show I'm working on if we can't sell it. Yeah. I just want to be able to have my own platform. Yeah. Which you can only, you can, I mean, the TikTok's just not the place for that. Yeah. But it's where I'm being able to trickle. Yeah. I'm reaching so many new people yeah. on there and I'm like, check this out. Check, yeah. and, and it's yeah. more, more, we have more listeners on the podcast. There's more YouTube and the YouTube is doubled and the Instagram is doubled. So it's just like all yeah. because of TikTok. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It almost feels like. Well, and also because of you. I mean, it's just a platform. Yeah, it is. But, yeah. but, be, but you know, that's the other crazy thing is like. <laughs> You, yeah, it's just a platform, but really it's not. It's like, no, of course, but you know, like right now it almost, it's like, it's like a pay to play world that we're living in. It's like, if you want to reach people without having to like get suits involved or sell it and Mm -hmm. and, and, and then like, which is like all of our dream, Mm -hmm. you actually can do that Mm -hmm. if you have put it out a massive YouTube following. Yeah. Um, which is so difficult to get and it requires so much work and persistence and consistency. And it's like, that's like my dream is to have my own like channel where I can release other people's films and my films and short films and podcasts and just like a network of, of people that are interested in this kind of content. But, uh, and, 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 and the algorithm is it's like you can post the most amazing thing yeah. and it and no one will see it. Yeah. All, it's all because know, of an algorithm. Because yeah. every platform has an algorithm and the hashtags are important. So it's like we are in that world where if you want to reach people, you have to kind of play that game. Yeah. If you're not playing that game, you're playing the other game, which is like a political game, which <laughs> is the game you hate about Hollywood. But like, right. And that's the whole, that's like why I feel like I don't focus on any of it anymore. And actually my whole thing, even with rewriting our script was just make the best story. Yeah. Well, cause you're just the artist the story and, yeah. then, and then see what happens, you know, but, but, but you're the artist, you're the yeah. actor, but you've also sort of become like the producer in a way and the creator where you're like, fuck that dude. I can't just depend on others. I want to make my own thing. And then once you get into the process of trying to sell it, I bet you you're going to get, unless you have a really good person who can just like make a great deal. And I'm sure, are you with an, what agency are you with? I'm I'm with like a boutique agency now Um, called defining artists. Uh huh. 
And that's like for your, for your, just for acting, acting yeah. stuff. Yeah. I and left, then, I left the, t- the bigger top agencies and came down to a small one. What was the other agency you're with? Uh, I was first with Gersh and then APA and now went to a really small one. Yeah. I, I'm, we're re- going to be releasing some new hyper crush stuff. Yeah. And I've, I just recently talked to this guy, Chris Allen at this, uh, like it's a little bit of a smaller, they're called one RPM okay. and I think it's cool to have more attention mm-hmm. at a smaller agency. That's what I needed. Yeah. Yep. I Someone you can lost. talk to yeah. who cares. Picks up the phone. Yeah. <coughs> yeah they should. It's what, it's what they do. But the, but the bigger, uh, agencies and corporations there, yeah. there's, they can only really focus on the yeah. bigger talents. Yeah. Which is too bad. That should be changed. Yeah. <laughs> they should have less client. They should have a smaller roster. Mm-hmm. You know, because like there's so many amazing yeah. uh, talents that probably get, um, there's like a little silver thing here. You can like tighten, oh. um, that yeah. get lost in the shuffle just because not that one, the, 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 the it's like this, guy? it's like a little coin right here. Yeah. That one. Um, but yeah, man, the social the internet is just, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I know, but what, but what if you could <laughs> use it to reach people? Yeah, I'm I'm working on that whole part. It's hard. Yeah, like I, I get it. You so you're not a fan of it, like just in general, or like what part of it, or like what? Um, oh boy, it's just here like, we go. <laughs> I don't I don't have too much to say. Just I feel like uh, yeah, but he does because he, he's the, the advocate. My I I feel like just for me, my time ends up feeling wasted when mm-hmm. there's other things that I. But like for me, I want to be on the grounds, doing the dirty work with my hands, like in these places, yeah. you know. So for me to be on the phone, making a video, I mean, I guess what I do love is taping things on trips and then bringing them home and editing to make content for sure. And then where do you put it? Uh, on, but I don't put too much time into that part. Just like off it goes. Yeah, um, but 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 but. The hashtags. And yeah. See, I never even do that, the hashtags. That will yet. actually get it in front of more people. Right. And I get it. I, I, I agree. It's fucking, I don't yeah. do that well either. <laughs> like I just want to create. Yeah. You just want to do the creating but part. But after years and years, even, I mean, we're talking about like a decade before I even started Ridge Production, yeah. making these videos, putting my heart and soul into all this work. And then, and then it's like, oh, a hundred views. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it's like, uh, yeah, like. I'm going to, let's just be real. We want our art to touch as many people as possible. I don't know why. I feel like there's a lot of people who want to pretend like they don't care about that. Yeah. But it seems like it doesn't make sense. Like, yes, I do enjoy making it. It really does fulfill me. But after you do that for so long, you're like, all right, I'm really wanting to um, start. I want to try to reach more people and be able to make a living doing this. Yeah. For sure. So there's so many bad, good and bad elements there are. about everything. And, and I, I try to just stay focused on like, I'll sometimes just go through Facebook mm. and I'll get shown things that like change my life. Yeah. Like, jo- like Jordan same. Peterson. Yeah. And I, and I keep, um, I like that kind of stuff so that I get more of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, even just last night we were listening to Jordan Peterson and we were like, how could anybody Deny? Are you a fan of Jordan? Do you have to use the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. What was the Jordan Peterson thing that we were, or anything? Uh, Well, what I was saying is just how can anybody argue 
um, with his argument is right. so good and he's not like pointing, he's not vilifying. Right. Ever. How can anyone like disagree or, or I don't understand what the issue is. Like, Well, this is the issue. He's saying, first of all, he's not down with like the transgender thing. Well, he's not just not down. They just all the words and shit. Yeah, I mean, why, yeah. you know? Yeah, but he also doesn't believe that a woman can be a man. Yeah, because a woman say. can't be a man. Yeah, but there's a lot of people who don't like that. And he happens to be the loudest voice when it comes to that opposition. Okay, first of all. Second of all, he... Um, he uh, well, he, oh, he ah. believes in he believes in like gender roles. Like he believes that women were yeah. meant to bear children. So a lot of the but but he doesn't say that some women can choose not to or that well, he says most women are meant to do that, and it's very very rare. I haven't heard him say that. I have, but I think he's right. It's why women. It's why men can't. Well, okay, and, that, and and that's not like a little responsibility. So that's like a big deal. Having a child and like contributing to the reproduction of the human race, like that's like more important of a responsibility than like creating an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, that's my shit. I'm actually kind of curious where Brianna stands on this, like. All right. Do you do you know you know Jordan Peterson? Yeah. But like, do you know? No, not like he, a lot, he talks about. There's this one thing he talks about when it comes to women, and I feel like Brianna could even be like the exception to the rule because I think that you're a woman who was meant to do more. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I think I think that you know men can't have children. Mm-hmm. So when women have children, like they have a responsibility, like. Do you believe that most women, do you believe that like the responsibility of having a child and, and like bear, bearing a child and raising a child is like enough for like a lot of women? Is enough. Like is like that's their purpose. Um, I don't think it's necessarily their purpose. But I, I don't know how to phrase yeah, this. But I think... It's incredible that we get to do that. Right. I mean, I want kids. Right. And it could be, if that's all a woman ever does, that's like more than any yeah. man could ever do. I that's mean, what he's saying. He's kind oh. of, basically what he's saying is like, women were meant to bear children mm-hmm. and that's like insanely incredible and that's the, the most important responsibility of any human ever. And he's also saying that because of that, it gets in the way of most women's ability to like become like business moguls Hmm. or whatever. Whereas there is a small percentage of women who are able to like to do both both or just to do the business thing. But, and I'm not, I'm kind of probably butchering like how you're butchering it because he's so intelligent and he comes at it in a way that, yeah. But basically the point is that like, what he's laying out is the foundation and the scaffolding of, of society and life. And he's arguing with these people that are just kind of like making shit up that doesn't make any sense, which you can't really do because if you don't have a foundation, it, it goes nowhere. You, you, yeah. It's like what we said in the beginning of this conversation. If you don't have the foundation, 
But but he's Did saying he? he's yeah. saying that there yeah. are differences I don't in men and women. He's saying women are better at certain things than men, and men are better at certain things than women, and like that's okay. I mean, I think just humans, period, are each equally good or better or worse at things. Yeah, that I think too. women can equally do certain things that men can do, for and sure. vice versa. Yeah, I mean, for obviously sure. the childbirth is its own thing because women can only. Yeah. Of children, but um, I think it's more of a human thing than a man and f- female or male. So thing. you don't think, yeah. uh, like in general, women can read more facial expressions and are more emotionally intelligent than men? Um, I can't say for uh, compared to every man, no. Not every man. Okay, so the you generalizations are, are what's well, but this this guy has done like yeah. all <laughs> all the research. I mean that that may be like the science behind it, but right. I've definitely met men that are emotionally uh, and inte- as intelligent and, and available as some women I know for sure. Well, there's always going to be exceptions exception. and outliers, yeah. yeah. Right, and, and that's why that I said too. human rather than male or female. Um. You know, it's like obviously when it comes to like women going to the military, that's always been a thing. Like, well, can a woman pick up a guy over her back if he's been shot? Um, sure. You some know, it's not like can. the first. Yeah, not all women can probably, but I think some women can. Yeah. Well, ha- uh, Sarah, our trainer, like does can, that. Yeah, pick up two people probably. <laughs> She's fucking ill. Do yeah. you personally want to have children? I do. Yeah. Yeah, by like a certain age or you haven't really thought about that it's never been like the ticking clock thing for me but now that I'm 33 like sure if it was right and I was with the right person I'd love to have a kid in a year or two or three after you make your movie after I make the film that's (laughs) like the yeah it's it was supposed to be shooting early next year so once I get that done yeah I'm, I'm open to open to all the possibilities for sure so, do you know Greek mythology? A little bit. Is that what, what was like the thing that you're well versed in or books you've read or spiritual Some stuff? of it was Greek mythology. We were like talking about Artemis that night, I think. Okay. What's up with that guy? Just Artemis. It's like this, it's like the, the woman with the bow and arrow and oh, the girl. Two, two wolves by her side. Oh yeah. And that was stuff that came into my dreams a lot. And I'd have uh. these really crazy dreams with like water and everything. My dreams, the colors are so vibrant. They'd be like this silver silver color in these big mountains, circular, everything's always in these circles in my dreams. And I'd be walking around the mountains and there's always be these two dogs following me, wolf dogs or wolves. And yeah, Brianna's a big dog. Yeah, I'm person. a big dog she person. Came, <laughs> when she came in here, she was like with Dino and Rami yeah. and the other dog. I and, just and, love them. And your dog, Max, she has this yeah. like big, what kind of dog is it? He's a German Shepherd Rottweiler. Yeah, it's he's like my, a, he's my, oh, my okay. yeah. partner in crime. Max scared me at first, but then he's, I found out he's really sweet. <laughs> he's so. like playful. He scares everybody. Sweet. He's so like, sweet. Um, yeah, he came off the street. Wow. Yeah. So you have these wolves with you. So what's Artemis's like whole like story or whatever? I mean, I want to hear the whole thing. I find this interesting. The circles, all of it. Can you just, can we let her just go for a second? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They're, they're the circles in the dreams kind of to me symbolically feel like this wholeness or finding it or stepping into it. Um, often, is everything circular? Not really. I'll just notice a lot of the circles in the dreams. Okay. Like when I come out of it, I record like a lot of Like in what? Like in all kinds of things? Or what do you mean? Like in this dream, for example, 
it's like I was in a mountain range that happened to be full of a circular pool of water. So normally you would just look out at mountains, but in this dream, as I'm walking up the side of like this cliff, there's a whole circle with silver, silver glowing water in the middle. Um, and then usually something really crazy and dark happens or some shadow like figure shows up and there's like a, a battle and war that goes on and, and yeah. And you always have to look at it. Like if it's a male or a female or what side of your psyche, masculine or feminine, feminine showing up, is it something you're supposed to be shedding? Um, or sometimes it's nothing at all. And it's, you know, sometimes they feel pretty literal and sometimes they're just symbolic. Have you ever seen the shadow on on LSD or shrooms or anything? Um, to be, I mean, okay. I've seen it in a way of, I feel like I've been able to see some people that have a lot of darkness around them or like on LSD. I've seen some, some full snakes, like people's faces that turn into snakes over people's that don't. It makes me think something's going on there. Um, but I've always had really good trips in my life. I've never had a bad one yet. Um, you don't abuse things like that, no, though, do you? No, I don't at all. Um, and I love when I do them. I love them, and they're magical. And like, have you ever abused drugs or alcohol? In your um, opinion, I mean, I guess I was unaware that I was abusing pot when I was in high school, for sure. I mean, I was high every single day, mm-hmm. and I hate that now. Like, I'm like, ugh, not, you know, if I were to smoke weed now, I have to be in such a specific setting, and like. It can make me a little anxious, and then I'm too tired after to do anything. It's not a good functioning thing for me. Yeah. And I used to just function through it, and it probably messed with my short-term memory because my brain was still developing then at such a young age. Um, so well, that, that, that's probably all three of us, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but now, no, I like to like I like to find I like to get you know new exciting things, and I do think when I've done mushrooms i've only done lsd a couple times but uh you know they've been in moments to i only like to take things when i'm in a really good place i don't i don't i'm not in a a funk and in some depression or in a bad place and go take drugs to get out of it it's more like oh this life is good and i want let me let me find some a little something more Mm. you know and that can be perceived however but um for me, it's always been an uplifting thing where the next day is actually even better. And I'm like, wow, everything that I saw last night just made, I have to look at that tree again, the same way I saw it last night. I have to, Mm -hmm. you know, that the way the stars were is the way they should always look. Um, so basically pulling those just magnificent moments out of it and, and seeing how I can find them when you're sober, Yeah, you know, like the reality of that and like, feeling that same way when you're sober if you if you don't and you just keep trying to find, chase that feeling that, that would be a problem for well you. you know what's really interesting is when you have those sober mm-hmm. you know yeah, but they're true. only fleeting they're only for a moment they're right? quick yeah they're not but, nine hours but yeah. when, when I've I, when I've had I think that having like experiences with hallucinogenics is almost something that everyone should I couldn't agree more y- you know like I almost feel like it <laughs> can have. solve a lot of crazy problems because it it just, yeah, it brings about a certain level of like humility, egolessness, and it forces you into this like place. Well, yeah. And like mushrooms are, are, you know, obviously a much more mellow experience than something like LSD, but mushrooms to me, 
even if there is a lot more going on in my world, but I'm in a good place and I take them, everything gets simplified. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's like all this love comes up where I'm like, I can't believe I even worried about that. Like, who cares? It's so small. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. You know, like the beauty Mm. and the vibrance and like the love, just everything breathes. That's what I need right now. Like the universe is breathing. I need that. I need that so bad right now. I love this. Do you ever do breath work? Like real intense breath work? No. No, okay. but I want to learn about it because I Guts. heard it can get you. It's all we ever talk about. It's a game changer. Okay. And I just started doing teacher facilitating courses. So I'm going to do my, I'm going to try, I'm going to use you guys as my mules. Okay. Test you out. <laughs> I, I do a little bit on my own, but I, it's not something someone taught me. I just made it up. Yeah. But he should do it. He needs it. Like he, he, he doesn't breathe well and. It's I've important. been telling him for like seven years to meditate, but I'm going to keep telling him. I'm going to tell you something <laughs> too. You just said you, you need that feeling. So the other day I'm taking this course so that I can start facilitating, right? Mm. And just be a facilitator for friends and groups and teaching our retreats or whatever. You did a what? Uh, a t- like a teacher training oh. to be a facilitator for breathwork. Okay. Because I do a lot of... Is, does that mean like a teacher of breathwork? It, I mean, I don't know if I'd call it that, but somebody that would guide you. Will you instruct? Yeah, I'd guide you through an hour session so that you feel and safe. You, oh, I'd okay. create a safe space for you to be able to do a breathwork session. Wow, so you're that into it that really, you... Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the other day, after having like a whole week of all these gnarly breathworks that I went through where I was just crying and screaming and having these clamping hands you get this thing called tetany where you act your body actually cramps and your eyes flutter and your mouth gets all weird and do you think it's dangerous at all because i've heard it could be i think i i do not think it's dangerous i don't because what the worst will happen if you pass out you just start breathing again yeah what's what's crazy is the the like trauma and pain blocks that are released inside of your body um, and even the teacher that was, you know, teaching me recently. Do you think there's physical healing that could happen? 100%. I believe in it fully. And I actually think that it takes care of like helping with disease and crazy infections that we get and like clearing things out regularly. I got some injuries that have just turned my quality of life. I don't want to call. I was thinking when you guys were talking about losing, mm-hmm. learning to learning to lose. I was thinking the one thing that I don't like losing is my physical prowess Mm -hmm. but even that is it really losing because Mm -hmm. now i'm an empathetic person which i wouldn't have been right without suffering tremendously and losing things and and i was anyway go ahead it's crazy right but I, i always try things i've tried hormones i've tried microdosing i've tried supplements i've tried prescription stuff um, and I'll try this Why not too. Try it? Yeah. 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 I'd like to try I'll give it. you info of a friend that does a free one, um, to start on Fridays every day at 12. I thought you were going to do it. Well, I'll do it to you guys personally, pri- okay. a private session, okay. but I'm new. So it would All be right. cool if you did it with him first and then I can come do my private with you guys. Okay. I got to work on my playlist and all my things. You mean you show up to this place where he does I would does come it? to do it. No, I would come and do it with you guys here or something. Oh no. But I mean the guy, you go to his place. He just does it live on Instagram right now. Oh, so you just do it with him. Okay. Yeah, you can do it for free. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And he'll give you like the foundation of everything and you'll understand it. And, and yeah, so this is what I was going to tell um, Pat was uh, the, I did like 
a few days up to the course so that I could kind of release some stuff before entering the course. And on the last day, we did our breathwork thing for about 45 minutes. And this time I had no crying, no body cramping, none of the stuff that usually physically happens, happens. But instead, I had like a visual LSD trip without drugs. And it was the closest visual trip I had had for, let's say, 24 minutes maybe, straight, where I went into a full journey that felt similar to what I've experienced on drugs. Hmm. And I came out of it like, what was that? It was so fun. It felt good? Oh, it was incredible. I was laughing hysterically, like giggle attacks that would laugh for a solid five minutes. Hmm. Um, and the visual of the whole thing was incredible, and it was with all these people I love. And, and then I even, after all this funny dancing stuff happened, all these people I know got into this line and we were doing this walk to the edge of this mountain and then everybody started jumping off and was like flowing into this river and then the music changed and all of a sudden I became like a jaguar. The music in your head or the music in the studio? In the, in the course. Okay. The, the, so they were playing right. something, right? And they take you on a musical journey too. And it turned into this whole tribal music thing and I turned into this like jaguar and there was a snake and there was a, this is sober and this is dead sober during breath work. And I was like facing, I think the shadows of myself. And then all of a sudden I turned into myself and the three animals were in front of me and it was me, my inner child and the student inside of me. And lately I was saying like, I just want to be a student right now. I just want to learn, learn, learn. And the three of us were facing these animals and it was like this crazy standoff. And then I like walked away with my inner child and all of a sudden I was laying in this mud being held by this tree, which like felt like the roots and like the hands of God. And the river was flowing through my neck, like cleaning, cleaning out my throat and like taking away ever feeling silenced and like all these crazy images started coming up in my mind. And uh, yeah, that was pretty much the whole of it. But it was, it was nuts and it was 24 minutes and it was incredible. And I was like alive after. Oh, I felt so charged. I, of course, had like seven more hours of the course. But, you know, if I didn't have the course, I would have probably like run up a mountain and <laughs> turned into a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but you can, you can feel that way without it. I'm just wondering if someone like me would have a dark experience. On you breath mean- work? Well, just you might have some before you have another, but it's different every time. It's different every time. You'll never have the same experience. It's like a one of a kind deal. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 there's this Janis Joplin lyric. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you? Do you know Janis Joplin? Of course. Do you know the uh, freedom's just another word for nothing left yeah. to lose? Yeah. Um, what do you think about that? I, I just, I just really just need to, the more I get, the more fear I'm in of losing it. Say the one line. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. It's such a high, it's like mm-hmm. my favorite lyric ever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, I feel like, 
I mean, the only, the only thing I'm scared of actually losing in like the physical space is my family. Right. So like that mm. idea for me is I'm, I'm not as scared of death for myself, but I'm terrified of going through. But you have real freedom if you're not, if you're, if you don't mind losing anything yeah. you have, like yeah. your success, your house, your dog. I mean, the dog one is that's, it's, I oh can't even God. imagine. No, I already cry with him like now and he's only five. So, but I mean, if imagine <laughs> if we just weren't afraid of any losing anything, well, that's, well, so I think the point of that lyric is like sometimes, well, in honestly, to, to be honest, the time in my life, you know, obviously since I became an adult, my soul was blackened by like the competition of like life. Mm -hmm. Cause when you're a kid, you're just like running around, we're sledding on hill boards yeah. and like going we on bike no ride. There yeah. was, but there was also like a, a lightness to life. Yeah. Um, and then it starts to, you go, well, you to also school. know the consequences when you're a human. Like if you go put a skateboard and you're not good at skateboarding into a ramp and you fall off of it, like you're probably going to break something. You know what I mean? It's like you don't want to get hurt. What, what is that? <laughs> but how is that? There's relate? fear in it because I know I have fear about taking a skateboard off of a ramp because yeah. I'm gonna hurt myself. Oh, I don't want to hurt. Oh, myself. you're saying when you're a kid, you don't. You don't because yeah. you don't know about the consequences. So, I mean, for, so forget about when I was a kid. Once I became an adult, the, the time I was the most free was like when I was in between Hypercrush and Ridge Production. Mm -hmm. I didn't really have. I was like. There was, I had nothing going on. I was like, I had the least. Yeah. Cause for men, I think a lot of it has to do with like success and like, um, mm -hmm. whatever career fucking thing. And I was it, thinking of that cause you talk about your ball and chain and then mine is my business. Hmm. Like that's my real ball and chain right now. I could just walk off into the sunset if I didn't have that and I didn't care about it. Yeah. It's just. It's just such a hard uh, thing to, for me personally to balance the 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 um y you know like working towards certain goals and then not becoming emotionally attached to the results. Yeah. And I'm sure you're absolutely. Once you start filming this fucking movie, yeah. you're going to be emotionally attached, of and you're going to be like, yo, like, and then all of a sudden you start be getting into fear. Um, I think it's just uh, human. No, to, for sure. Like for sure. I have to really deal with like, loss. Like it's just, it's a real thing, you know, yeah. no matter what I've had people say to me that have dealt with a lot of death and I haven't yet. And I feel like when it happens, it's probably just going to like, there's going to be a lot of it, you know? Yeah. I've been really lucky to not have to lose a lot you of people. You think when it happens, there's going to be a I lot? I do. I just feel like when it, when it comes, it's like they're all going to be older and I'm just going to start losing them left and right. Yeah. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> just well, because everybody I know is alive still. I'm like, I, I, I've only lost a few people in my life. I will say for me, like so this whole thing and the new, my new character was like born through like the death of my friend Dane hmm. who wrote the song learning to lose. And he just was like, it was so gnarly just to see, he was like my, one of my best friends and the most talented person literally like next to maybe Jason and Steve that I've ever met in my life. You, you remember the band therapist? Mm -mm. We used to play with like delusion sometimes. Okay. And it was a punk band that I was in with Dane and he was a great songwriter and he started 
for about five years he had cancer and he started to lose his towards the end he like was bald and his mm. stomach was distended he had a bag and it was colon cancer it was just mm. like so gnarly and I went and filmed him and he playing his songs and talking about his what the meaning behind his songs just to give him to take him out of the shadow and put him in the spotlight even though he looked like he had cancer he was just telling his story and um, it gave him we were all coming over there and like comforting him and like filming him and like he was playing his music and talking and we were you had the I Can't Survive Foundation and we were trying to raise money for his family and it was just it was a weird time where and then he died and it was just being around that and watching him die was very uh it just changed me yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Meaning like, cause it was like, Oh, like all this. Uh, and that was actually the same time when I had just, I don't want to say lost hyper crush, but we were like, this is like mm. not going to be mm-hmm. the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm sure yeah. you experienced it with yeah. acting stuff. Like Lots you're, things, yeah. you're on top of the world. Yeah. And then like, Two years later, you're like, damn, like, that didn't really <laughs> that didn't go the way pan I out the way I wanted it to. Right? Yeah. We didn't become number one. Yeah. Uh, we did our thing, and we had a great run. And you and I both experienced like incredible opportunities yeah. and things that we'll never. But when I when that started going like this, I was like, while watching him die, him dying was a way for me to be like, whoa, dude, who cares about that? Yeah. It's yeah. not, I don't even like, that's like it not changes even changes everything. So I, th- my point is that like, I think sometimes through that, through the death of certain people, you, you, you find like, that's kind of when I met you too. No wonder you were open to hearing my, wow, my crazy, like it lip. wasn't crazy. I was attracted to you cause you just embodied a certain humility and honesty that but I it's wanted really about life. that. It's really about death is and dying to self and ego yeah. and. How trippy is Billy though? And Amazing. He's just great. He's just like, <laughs> like No, it is what it's about though. Dying to self, like mm. like ego death. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where I feel what so sometimes on this podcast we'll get that feeling of like 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 whatever, dude. Like who even cares? Like that yeah. surrender. Mm-hmm. Like the weightlessness, like the ego less, you know, and that's what I, what I'm searching for all the time, yeah. you know, but I'm so, uh, you, you don't have that really like that. Like I need to like make this work or this isn't going to work or fear. And I mean, I do in ways, you know, right. Um, I just don't think we have control over everything. So it's like, you're right. You just I might smart. want to try. Yeah, it's like I don't know. And sometimes when you think you have the way, it you could, think you uh, can control things. No, is that what you said? no, or she don't. says we can't. I, we can't is... control things. So, I mean, I can control like going left or right yeah. and see what this what happens. But well, that's the serenity prayer. We have to say that. Can every... I ask you a personal question? Then? Yeah. So you spoke earlier of these relationships, and mm-hmm. they all went south I guess mm-hmm. or you you were de- kind of devastated and they broke up and it happened kept happening and you seemed to be like a little bit miffed and a little bit like why bother and a little bit like I'm just curious a little bit of the hows and whys and, and, and how that affected you like 
because you seem to like you made a point of it yeah yeah like when you went to bali like do you is there anything you can tell us about what happened specifically and why that didn't work out is that what you're asking or just in general like with with the relationships right because that's a big struggle with well we know wood's suffering right now poor guy no relationships are everything yeah but it's still challenging still a challenge are there are you are you asking about are there repeat patterns or yeah repeat patterns what's going on why are they not working out or is that just what happens how do you feel about it what do you think about are you optimistic about the future with that 100 um Um, i'm like a full believer in love and i'll have some i'm 100 i the street this is what i keep talking about actually recently too is i was telling jason vick this recently um, cause I've dated a lot. I have my long, last long-term relationship was three years ago, but I've dated a lot of people for short periods of time in the last three years and knowing a little bit more about myself quickly points out things I do or don't want in somebody or, you know, it's like looking at how much do I want to sacrifice? How much am I willing to tolerate? How much do I want to put up with? Am I, do I want to live with this? Cause now that I've gotten a little older and I'm still dating, it's different than when you're like 20 and you meet somebody and you just want to go do everything together. Now it feels like, no, it's like, yeah, I, I want to actually be with the person next that I end up doing life with. I don't want to, um, I, it feels harder to find that person when you feel like you know a little more about yourself, but what, you know what I mean? You keep learning something new every day or something you don't like about yourself. Do you like, um, so I have, have full hope in in meeting the right match. And, and but do you feel like you need to have your own like independence? You seem like that. I kind do. Of, yeah, I, I see, just. That's am, but I'm wired as somebody too that like needs space and. So, but and see, that's Veronica too, yeah, and yeah. I was that in the beginning, and that's the cha- most challenging it thing is. I think about relationships is like yeah. the codependent thing. Yeah, like that doesn't always work. I mean, I think sometimes I feel like Steve and Ange kind of have that a little bit where they're yeah. like always. Well, and that has been a together. thing for me. If I get that from the guy, that's really hard for me. And I usually end up leaving because you get need what the, from the codependency thing. Well, the guy they needs feel, to make me feel like they need me. Right. I'm suffocated and I'm so, out. So, so it, with, with, with Veronica and Brianna and I think with Jason and I think with me, I think with a lot of people like you need to be able to let your girl just like do her and support her mm-hmm. if, even if that means like yo go you're gonna be traveling for redkin like veronica mm-hmm. was on the road doing mm-hmm. hair show be, becoming her own and i was like dude i'm here at the house like mm-hmm. i was supposed to be the one touring <laughs> and, and i, and I yeah. was in the beginning and it was kind of an amazing turn of events for yeah. us to see like what she felt like and then i had to like let her fly yeah and I'm so lucky and grateful that she kind of yeah. came back and, and didn't For end sure. up having this touring life. Well, on and the you road. giving her that freedom and knowing, like, you know, when you love somebody, you actually set them free, not yeah. like cage them or hold but them down. But that was hard. Yeah, for sure. It's and, hard on both sides. But I also need, you also need to be able to, like, say, like, this is something that I learned in therapy, which is really hard. It's like, you say this, like, I support you, I'm proud of you, I believe in you, but. I feel lonely when you're gone mm-hmm. and I miss you and it hurts to see you leave. Like you can have and that's both, okay. but yeah. you can have those, both of those feelings. Yeah. And when I'm alone, I'm struggling with my own codependency stuff, but then also while also wanting to support her and it's just, it but can just, just be so hard. you know, like me too, if I'm in love with somebody, I miss them 
when I'm gone too. Yeah, but the whole then, time, and but, and it's this. It's equally terrible for when you're apart for too long. Uh-huh. I hate it. But like so, but but the reunion's so nice. It's so right? good. Well, yeah, it's, it's the best. So, but, and you want to miss somebody. Like I always say, like if I don't miss him when he walks out the door, this is a problem. So, so you, <laughs> I like, thank God he's gone. Gotta right? go. <laughs> I feel like you, you need a guy that's like doing shit. I do. And for me, because like, you're doing shit. If we both have our own lives and we get to do this, to like meet here and always be doing this, like that's, that's, I like that. Yeah. You're not going to marry like a homebody that's just going to be like the stay at home dad. No, probably not. You need a guy who's like fucking passionate. You have like three babies strapped to us climbing mountains. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. I don't know though. Like, I feel like we also grow up and. You're right that we don't know and like anything could change at at any moment or I could meet somebody and be completely everything that I thought could be out the door and I could meet somebody and be like, oh, well. I don't know. There's a lot to be said for a homebody, I think. Probably because I came from like you know, no stability whatsoever. So for me, yeah. it's really nice Yeah, to and, just and have the same, you know, and work on your space. Uh-huh. And but have an open, have you said, it sounds like you have an open mind, which I think is what everybody needs. Yeah. Like maybe tomorrow you're going to wake up and be like, I have no idea. Oh yeah. my God, I just yeah. want to be a mom. Yeah, no, and I actually believe that like tomorrow really is an entirely, anything can happen, like, Anything in your entire life could change. I mean, bro, everything that I want and I have today is like something 10 years ago. I didn't think I would ever. For sure. Yeah. And also with the homebody thing though, like I'm completely introverted in the way of, I have to go home and be alone for like three days to get charged, to be able to be around mm, people again. I'm that way too. He's an extrovert. He like gets charged on people. I I, I need to like rest after a while. Okay. But you've, have you ever felt that way? Like with someone, like I need to go home and be with someone like your significant other, or you have to actually be alone. I've felt that with partners that I've wanted to be with them. Yeah. Like but I do you wait. also need to be well, yeah. alone alone? Um, oh. More so lately just because I haven't had that with a partner in a, but in if a while. You, but if you're, have you been with someone where you don't, I'm just trying to. Yeah, I've been with someone where I want the two of us to go. And yeah. that's enough. Be, yeah. yeah. For Absolutely. you being away Absolutely. from society kind Absolutely. of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 The, the guy that I was with for all of my 20s, basically, 100%. You know, mm. I loved being alone with him. I loved our quality. Quality time is my love language. Yeah. Um, but, but lately it's been different probably cause I'm not as used to being with somebody as regularly. So it's a little bit of a shift for me and I always have to soften my heart and be more gentle with any man I'm with to like make sure I'm checking in and not like, you know, being there for them right. like, fully, like not checking out cause I have my own weird shit going on. Like and how that, do I split the balance and show yeah. up for you too, and, but take care of myself. And that's know? what makes relationships better and good when we like grow together and we yeah. sacrifice and then all of a yeah. sudden you're like whoa this is better yeah. than it was and no and I want to grow with somebody but it has to be worth it and if I'm getting too tired and drained and dumped on it's like then I feel like I'm doing all the work and I, I got to a place now where I don't want to do that anymore yeah because I am I have a great time alone but I want a partner to do life with for sure for sure you know and yeah. I'm sure there's tons of things that will continue to come up for me that I have to figure out with myself to continue opening that door but yeah it's not easy (laughs) yeah i'm at the point where maybe no yeah maybe not i mean friendships like maybe i don't need a partner maybe i don't need to get into all Mm -hmm. that shit anymore who knows 
And, and yeah, it's not easy, but I'm trying to look at it from a different, uh, it's almost like, uh, I want to, I I'm changing how I look at the things that we call hard, right? Where I'm almost like excited to figure out a way that me and Veronica or even me and Tim or any person I have a relation, a relationship, I'm almost excited to figure out a way to make that work better. And it's almost like we're a unit and it's not like me versus her. It's like, okay, we have this issue where I wake up late and you wake up early. How can we figure out a way to make that work? Or I don't know. It's almost like, you know, like I don't like doing the dishes, but if I shift my, the way I look at it, I'm like, yo, I get to do the dishes. So I, I'm trying to change that narrative about a lot of things in my head. You know, I hate traveling just because of what it became with the hypercrush thing. It it turned into this thing where I'm like, I dreaded it. I was like, now I got to go to the fucking airport and we got to do the show. And then after the show, we're going to go right back to the airport, red eye. And I have to deal with promoters and people drinking when I'm sober. And it was like Mm. this miserable experience surrounding traveling and a dream that was like slipping away. And I was like, now when I have to go get on a plane, I just have this narrative in my head and I like hate it. I'm so scared of it, but we can, I think we can change those narratives and like, it doesn't need to be like work. Mm -hmm. Like I think a relationship can be, uh, fun, even the hard times, but I mean, whatever it's when you're fucking fighting and shit, it's, uh, yeah, it's work. All right, good talks. Good talks. Um, we'll I was have you say, on. I should probably go home soon. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're we're good. This is we're approaching uh, two hours. Nice, and uh, that's a good solid. Number. And that was the fastest two hours. Yeah, it's nice hanging with you guys. I love that. Like you yeah. did. She's so dope. She you did. You, a lot of people will come and be like, "What are we? What are we going to talk about?" Or I hate knowing too much. I'm it like, just, just goes. Into, yeah, yeah. And yeah touched, when you prepare things and it gets all weird. We touched on <laughs> so many cool things. Yeah. And uh, we have uh, the majority of my followers and uh, listeners are women. Cool. Now, which is kind of crazy. It's like that's just another thing I never thought it's would like be 98% the case. Women. 90% women. Yeah. Well, because no, I, I think More a lot of that. men don't want to be talking about feelings and relationships and. Yeah, uh, a lot of women are are wanting the man to get sober or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't, totally. I don't know why. No, it makes sense that you have more women. I get that. So God, that's one way God has like forced me into seeing something. Yeah, that I didn't see um, for so long. But uh, thanks, Brianna. Yeah, yeah. good Thank stuff. You. Thanks yeah. everyone for listening. Good night. <laughs> good night. Good night.